The topic this morning is Groma on Shabbos. And the, the goal is to go through some of the conceptual sources, which uh, we're, we're going to get a little bit deeper than usual. But I want to go through this fairly quickly and then uh, hopefully get into some Halacha applications. So a couple of things that come up all the time on Shabbos is opening a refrigerator. You open the refrigerator, the, uh, the cool air goes out or the warm air goes in, and then the, uh, the motor goes on. Or another example of a potential grumma situation is something we had yesterday. We're washing our hands before Shalashudas, and the water is dripping down from the sink, and eventually goes right into the grass. So there might be an Isser of Zorea, or you could argue it's grumma, grumma's okay. <coughs> Another topic to get into is the, uh, the Grumma oven. The Star K, already years ago, produced a, an oven that they feel can be used on Shabbos because it works through Grumma. The Grumma phone. There's a whole institution in Eretz Yisrael where they try to utilize technology to, uh, to minimize Chilo Shabbos. So if somebody has to make a phone call, if you're a doctor, or you're working in Hatzalah, if you use a gramophone where there's a time delay, potentially that makes it better. Potentially it doesn't. And you have the, uh, the gramma golf carts or those types of things where it's, it's utilizing electricity, but they make it in a way where there's no direct action. Does that make it better? Or perhaps maybe that doesn't help. And the basic definition of gramma, although it's a whole discussion, is anything that I do where there's a time delay before a malacha takes place. That's the basic definition of grumba. And this in contrast to psikresha. Psikresha is, while I'm doing something, something else is happening based on my action, but it's immediate. So the classic case of psikresha is I open up the refrigerator to get a bottle of milk, and while I'm doing so, the light goes on. That's not grumba. Now, I'm not being mechavein for that necessarily. I'm not doing it to turn on the light. I'm doing it to open the fridge. But it's a psikresha, the light will go on. Our discussion today is focused, though, on groma, where I'm doing something, and then after a few seconds pass, a malacha takes place. So the first issue we have to address is, is groma mutter or usr on Shabbos? And that leads us to the mission in Shabbos and Dav Kuf <coughs> the Mishnah tells us Shimon Benanas Omer Porson or Shel Gedi Al Gabe Shida Tevel Migdal Sheochas Behem Mesa Or Mibneshu Mecharech. If the table catches on fire, so one eight says you could grab a hide, a piece of leather, put it on the rest of the table that is not yet caught on fire, and that way, when the fire gets the leather, leather doesn't burn and the fire will go out. Furthermore, another Eitzah would be, you could place jugs of water around the fire on the table, and that way when the fire gets to the jugs of water, if it's earthenware, it's cheris, they're going to break, water will come out, and uh, the fire will be extinguished. So it sounds like according to Shem Benanas, the, the answer or the, the best way to put it a fire on Shabbos is through utilizing groma. Comes along Rabbi Yossi and he says, no, if you have a kli cheres chadashim, new earthenware jugs, 
that will for sure break because they can't withstand the intensity of the heat. So then that would be Asr, because you know for sure it's going to happen. So this is the Machlokas in the Mishnah, Rav Shem Bananas and Rav Yossi. <coughs> uh, parenthetically, although we have a, a discussion in Shabbos and a discussion in the Halacha as to what to do if a fire breaks out on Shabbos, <coughs> Halacha Lamaisa, what do you do if you see a fire in the kitchen? You put it out. You take the fire extinguisher and you put it out. Because we pass in that anytime there's any chashash of pikuach nefesh, you have to do it in the most efficient way possible. If you're living in any regular community, any normal neighborhood where you have homes around each other, so if a fire spreads, that's pikuach nefesh. Even if I know for sure all of my family's out of the house, that's pikuach nefesh. The only time this, this eitzah would be applicable is if we're living on the farm. Or living somewhere in Muncie, where you have a whole, you know, acre to yourself, then, then potentially it's not pikuach nefesh, and, uh, and this would be more relevant. But that's what the Gemara says in Shabbos, and Machlokas, Rav Shem Benanas, and Rav Yossi. The Gemara says, what's the rationale behind Rav Shem Benanas, who says you're allowed to do grama? It's based on the Pasuk, Losasa kol Malacha. Torah says you can't do Malacha. So the Gemara makes a drasha, Asiyahu Aser, grama shari. Lotah says you cannot do an action of malacha, but the implication is grama doing it in an indirect way where there's a time delay, that's mutter. How do we paskin? Source number eight, the Shulchan Aruch and Shinlam and Dala tells us if the table catches on fire, you could uh, spread the, the, the leather or the hide. And you can make a mechitza b'chol ha-kelim l'hafsik b'in ha-deleka, afilu klicheres chadashim m'leimayim, even using jugs of water, where b'vada yisboku k'shetagi lehem ha-deleka, they're for sure going to break when the fire gets there. That's mutter, the gram kibui mutter, because extinguishing a fire through grama is mutter. The Ramak comes along and he says, if it's a case of, of, of a potential financial loss. Now, is there a machlokas here between the Machabra and the Ramak? Usually, what is the indication that the Ramak is arguing on the Machabra? If he starts off by saying, Yesh Omrim. Yesh Omrim means other people disagree with what was said of the Machabra. And they say as follows. Here he doesn't say yesh omrim, and therefore it's not so clear whether or not he's just explaining the mechaber. However, most posts can assume that he's actually arguing with mechaber. The mechaber holds that grama is mutter, and the rama is qualifying that. He's saying, I feel it's only mutter if there's a hefsid. But it's clear from both the mechaber and the rama that they're poskening like Reb Shimon ben Anas in contrast to Reb Yossi. So if we just had the Gemara in Shabbos, and we had the Shulchan Aruch and Shin Lamadalid, we would walk out with the feeling, Grama on Shabbos is Mutter. Latasa kol Malacha, Asiya is Asr, Grama is Mutter. However, we have the Gemara in Baba Kama. The Gemara in Baba Kama quotes a Brisa, source number three. Liba v'libsa haruach. If you're fanning a fire, and the wind is also helping you, and the fire goes and it spreads and it destroys your neighbor's property. So are you obligated to pay? 
Says the chayev. If you're fanning it by itself, is able to push the fire to your neighbor's property, you have to pay for it. But if your fanning by itself is not sufficient, it's only through utilizing the wind that the fire is able to go and cause damage, then you're off the hook. Then you're potter. So the Gemara has a question. Amai, why is this true? It should be the exact same thing as Zora. One of the Lama Tes Malachas and Shabbos is winnowing. How do you winnow? So you take the chaff and the kernel and all the schmutz, you throw it up in the air on a windy day, the wind comes along and blows away the schmutz and the kernels fall down. That is a Malacha Deraisa. So the Gemara's question is, if we see regarding Shabbos, utilizing the wind is considered your action, and therefore that's viewed as Chilol Shabbos, so it should be the same thing when it comes to damaging. If I'm utilizing the wind, even though in my fanning by itself, it wouldn't bring the fire to your property, but I'm utilizing the fact that it's a windy day, that should also be considered my action, and I'm responsible. That's the Gemara's question. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. That's the rush. We're going to get there. That's the Gemara's question. So there are a few different answers in the Gemara. Comes along Rav Ashi. When do we say that by throwing up the chaff and the kernels and you're utilizing the wind, that's considered your action? This is unique to Shabbos. Because when it comes to Shabbos, there's a requirement of Malachis Machshevis. We'll see what that means in a moment. But in the case of fanning the fire that's causing damage, grama ba'almahu, that's grama, there's a time delay, the grama ben potter, and I'm potter. Am I a good person for causing uh, property loss? Of course not. Do I have to pay midine shemaim? The answer is yes. But Basin can't make me pay because it's grama. So Vashi is saying there's a distinction. When it comes to Shabbos, malechus machshavis asra Torah, when it comes to damaging, if it's not my action, I'm officially potter. So what does the Gemara mean, Malachas Machshavis? Usually, we find that phrase as a chumrah or a kula. Usually it's a kula. Why is he not chayiv midiraisa for this particular malacha that he's doing in an abnormal way? Why is he not chayv midiraisa for doing a malacha shein tzrichel gufa? Why is he not chayv midiraisa for doing something b'misasek, where he's not really thinking about it? So the answer is always, malachas machsheves. When it comes to doing a malacha, you have to have two things. You have to be doing the action that the Torah says not to do, and you have to have in mind, I'm doing it for the same purpose. So usually, Malachas Machshavis saves us from doing a deraisa and makes it only a derbanan. This is one of the rare exceptions in Shas where Malachas Machshavis is actually being used as a chumrah. The Gemara seems to be saying that although what you're doing objectively is grama, my action is indirect, there's a time delay, and that's why you're putter when it comes to causing damage. In the world of Shabbos, because we care so much about your machshava, your machshava, your mindset, transforms this grumma action into a real action. Now we view it as if it's you doing it. 
And that's what Rashi seems to say. Rashi number four. Malachas machshavis, niskaima machshavto, your intent was fulfilled, denichale beruach misaito, because I'm happy with the wind assisting me. I'm trying to, I'm utilizing this force of nature. So here we have Malachas machshavis being used as a chumrah. Even if what you're doing is only grama, if you're planning on doing the malacha, and you're successful in doing it, then we view it as your action because the machshava has such an important role. So if we only had the Gemara and Babakama, I think we'd walk away feeling, in general, doing anything in a, in a Gramadic way on Shabbos, if that's the goal of what I'm trying to accomplish, would that be mutter or asr? That'd be asr. So that's beautiful. Only problem is we have the Gemara and Shabbos. The Gemara and Shabbos seems to be saying generally Grama is always mutter, and the Rama would say maybe you have to have a hefsid, but it, it's mutter. When we have the Gemara and Babakama, there it sounds like everything, even Grama is also if that's what you're trying to accomplish. So comes along the rush, and the rush in his explanation of the Gemara and Babakama seems to also be answering this contradiction. The rush says the Hasam. When it comes to the world of Shabbos, we care about your mindset. Even though the action is only grama, nonetheless, still the Torah holds you responsible for Zorah. Because this is how you do the Melacha. So you can't give me the heter of grama. Grama is when you're doing something in an indirect way, there's a time delay. But here, when the, when the Torah tells us what are the 39 malachos, and one of them is Zorah, Zorah by definition is, is some kind of grama, but the Torah still says that's Asr. Avalhacha, but in the case of blowing the fire, grama ba'alma, it's only indirect, and therefore officially I'm off the hook. So according to the Rush's understanding of this Gemara, he would answer the contradiction beautifully. Generally, the Gemara in Shabbos is correct, right? Anytime you have a contradiction, that we have A saying this and B saying that, there are usually two ways of answering it. You could either say A is the general approach and B is the exception, or vice versa. So the Rush is telling us the Gemara in Shabbos is the general approach. Usually grama is always motor, unless the malach itself is grama. Okay, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. The only problem is, Rashi's not saying that. Let's look back at Rashi. Rashi, when he's defining the Gemara, which is really, the Gemara itself doesn't seem to be saying this. The Gemara says, Shabbos is unique because Malachis Machshavis Asra Torah. Rashi says, Niskaime Machshavto, your intent was fulfilled through utilizing the wind. He makes no mention of this being a, an exception to the rule, because this is the definition of the malacha. It sounds like he's learning the simple understanding of the Gemara. When you're trying to accomplish something, even though it's a grama, we look so much into your brain when it comes to Shabbos, that defines it as an action. So the simple understanding of Rashi is not like the rush. So we still would have to answer the contradiction in the world of Rashi. A second point here is there's, a, there's an Evan Ozer, one of the great Achronim 
the, uh, one of the commentaries in the Shulchan Aruch, and he speaks about a case of a water mill. So it was, a, it was a mill for grinding, and it was powered through water. Are you allowed to take grain and place it inside the water mill on Shabbos? So we all assume, of course not. That's an Isra of Tochen. You can't grind on Shabbos. Potentially, though, you could argue, it's only a groma. Because how does the water mill work? You take the grain, you throw it inside this machine, you have a whole bunch of other grain as well, everything's turning and moving, and eventually, three minutes later, it gets to the place where it's ground up. So it's only a groma. So that was a major question going back hundreds of years. Am I allowed to put grain into a water mill on Shabbos? The Evna Ozer said, no. Ah, it's grama. Says the Evna Ozer, you can't tell me any leniency of grama because the Gemara and Baba Kama. The Gemara and Baba Kama tells us that if that's what you're trying to do, that's considered your action. Now tell me. Did the Evna Ozer learn the Gemara and Baba Kama like the Rush? He can't. The Rush, his understanding is it's a very limited Gemara. It's only because Zora, by definition, is through Grama. And there might be other Malachas like that as well. You could argue Zoraya. Planting is also a Grama. I'm not doing anything. I'm throwing the seeds into the soil. Nothing is happening yet. Eventually, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll take root and things will happen. So maybe something like that, by definition, is a problem. But how do you grind up wheat? Is it only through using a water mill? There are many ways to grind wheat. You could do it by hand. You could use an animal. So the fact that the Evan Ozer is saying you can't use a water mill based on the Gemara and Babakama is a clear indication that he did not learn that Gemara like the Rush. So what we're saying is like this. In the world of Rashi and the world of the Evan Ezer, they clearly seem to have a different understanding of the Gemara and Babakama, and therefore our initial question is in full force. How do we answer the contradiction between Babakama and Shabbos? Shmaka stuff, right? <laughs> so here's one potential distinction. We're going to slug it up, we're going to move into the real answer, and then we'll make some, some practical applications, okay? Here's one potential distinction. This is quoting the Achiezer, quoting from the Tshuva of the Yeshua's Yaakov. So the, 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 the way the Rush said it is, the reason you're chayiv here for winnowing, kivin the melacha zu, iker asiyasa al ruach. It sounds like, at least reading the Rush in a simple way, and, and there could be other readings here, but the simple understanding of the Rush is, this is the main way you do it. The main way you accomplish Zorah is through utilizing the wind. I hear, but you it know? So we're going to see that the Achiezer is going to take that approach. But, but at least in the rush, okay, that's, right? That's the way I understand. Well, Iker literally means the main way of doing it is like this. Yeah. The fact that you have a new invention. One of the main ways. Okay, perhaps. So perhaps that's what he means. We'll have to understand why that makes for a difference, though. One other potential distinction is what the Achiezer quotes from Yeshua's Yaakov. 
He says, maybe the only time grama is mutter is when you're not, you're not machavein for the malacha. I'm not intending for this malacha to happen. Then grama is a heter. But if that's your whole purpose, so then that's what the Gemara is telling us, malachas machshavis asra Torah, because since you had this in mind, that makes the grama into your real action. That and that's a beautiful distinction. Um, it sounds like I'm, I'm not machaving for it. Let's say I know it might happen or it will happen, but that's not my intent. But that won't work for Imar Shabbos. Exactly. If our whole goal is trying to answer the contradiction between Babakam and Shabbos, what's the case in Shabbos where Grumma's mutter? You're putting out the fire. Is it just something I know it's going to happen? And, and oh, Bar Hashem. Your mom is doing this. The mission is giving you an eight. So the way to extinguish the fire is by filling up jugs of earthenware with water. That's how you do it. Uh, that's that's my kavana. That if you're not mechaven, then everybody holds that grom is okay. For example, you're walking down the street and there's a light. Right? Well, that would be more of a psik ratio. Right? Grama is time delay. Psik ratio is I'm not well, trying to do something, on, but it's happening it by on. itself. Sometimes it goes on. Sometimes it doesn't go on. So you could say that in Mishaven, so therefore, everyone sounds like the whole, I'm asking, I don't know. So in that case, there might be more reason to be mekel, because I'm not doing any malacha, I'm just walking, and if you don't know what's going to happen, it's not a real psigresha. But just analyzing this distinction of, of the Achiezer, quoting the Yeshua's Yaakov, it's a wonderful distinction, but it doesn't seem to fit with the Gemara and Shabbos. And the Bir Halacha in source number 10 says explicitly, when he's commenting on the, the Shulchan Aruch in Shinlam Medalid, the case of placing the jugs around the water, he says, Even though that's your intention, It's still permissible because it's only grama. So that distinction cannot work to solve this contradiction. So now we have the main distinction. And uh, we could really derive this from an interesting case in the Shulchan Aruch in Shin Tezayin. Simon Shin Tezayin is the, the simon on trapping. The Mechabra tells us, if you trap a deer, if the deer is sleeping or if it's blind, that's still considered trapping. However, if it can't walk or it's sick or it's old, and therefore you're not really, you're not, you're not, um, placing it in a situation where it can't move, it couldn't move anyway, then it's not real trapping midiraisa. Then the Ramah has an interesting case. He says, HaMishasa Kelev Acher Chayo B'Shabbos. What does Mishasa mean? If, if I incite a dog after an animal on Shabbos, Havit Seida, that's a violation of trapping. So even though I'm not doing it myself, I'm sending my dog to go grab this animal, that's considered trapping. Then he says, Perhaps even during the week, you can't trap with dogs because Moshe avleits him. It's just not something a Jew does. I'll tell you a quick story. I was at a meeting a few months ago. Um, you know, wonderful people around the table, but from very different backgrounds, different culture. And uh, one guy was sharing with me how he went hiking for a day or two by Okeechobee Lake. And they were also hunting, not hunting, but at least trying to trap 
wild pigs when they were there. Now these things are massive, 400, 500 pounds. How do you, how do you trap a wild pig? So they have very aggressive dogs that are trained, they're meant to follow the smell, and they run into the thick of this forest, and you try to run after them and follow them. And then when they get to the, 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 the massive pig, they grab it by its ears. You have three or four dogs just like, you know, grabbing this thing and then pulling it in. And then once you get it, you have to jump on the pig itself and tackle it and roll it up and tie it up and put it in the cage. So that's probably what the Ramah means, Moshe of Leitz. And this is not something we do. <laughs> Says the Ramah, though, says the, the Mishnah Vur, rather. He says, Let's say the dog's getting tired. But what I do is, I'm standing in front of the, the animal, the deer, to try to trap it or contain it, to allow the dog to grab it. That's also considered that I'm trapping, and that would be a violation of trapping on a derisa level. And he throws in this, this phrase, Shekane derech hatsayodim. This is the way of trappers. So by standing in front of the wild animal, allowing the dog to grab it, that's a violation of trapping even on a Torah level, because this is the way of trappers. The Sharetzion, which is the same, the same person, the Chafetz Chaim, explaining why he said his halacha in the Mishnah Berurah. He says, even though it's a grama, even though I'm not doing any real action of trapping, I still think it's a, it's a violation of a deraisa because this is the way of trappers like we find in the Gemara and Babakama Daf Samach. This is the way of trappers like we find in the Gemara and Babakama Daf Samach. So did he learn that Gemara like our understanding of the rush? The answer is no, because if what the rush means is that only this particular malacha, because by definition it's grama, you could trap animals in many non-grama ways as well. Did he learn the Gemara like the Yeshua's Yaakov, that it's based on your intention? No, because this is a case where I'm trying to trap the thing. The, the main issue here is, shekain derech hatsayadam. What he seems to be saying is that since this is a normal way of doing it, then... When the Gemara and Baba Kama says, Malachis Machshevis Asr Torah, the Gemara and Baba Kama is referring to doing anything in a normal way. Then you can't use the heter of Grama. The Gemara in Shabbos, you could argue, that's not a normal way of putting out a fire by having earthenware jugs filled with water that are going to break. That's a heter of Grama because the whole thing is abnormal. Then we pay attention to the time delay. In contrast to trapping, this is one of the ways of doing it. And that's your mindset. You can't utilize grama. So that's not the new reason for grama. You still need the time delay. You can't say something's not a normal way to do it, and therefore it's not really a malacha. Right, right. He's saying that e even though it's a grama, the fact that it's the normal way of doing it, and that's my intent, that's viewed as your action. And the Achiezer himself seems to say this, this idea as well. This is source number 14 that will make some practical applications. Achiezer says... Anytime the malacha is performed in this way, and that's what I'm trying to do, that's malachas machshavis. 
And that's why placing the grain into the water mill is also a problem. That's the way of grinding. Even though there are other ways of doing it, this is considered your action because it's a normal way of doing it. This is not similar to the case of putting out the water, where we say doing grammar for kibui is mutter, because that's not the normal way of doing it. However, and here's the key line, When the malach is always through grama, and when he says always, he can't literally mean always, because he just said, even though you could do it in a different way. But if this is one of the main ways of doing something, then you can't use the heter of grama. Let's jump to Allah Lamaisa for a moment, based on these ideas. All right, so our, our maskana, our conclusion is, grama is mutter according to the mechaber, when you're doing it in an abnormal way, even though that's your intention. And the Ramah would say, you're only allowed to do grama, but makam hafsid. Anytime that's the normal way of doing the malacha, then there's no hatter of grama. So let's jump to the case of the grama oven. Right, the chiddush of the star K is that, you know what, let's do one more step. One more step. On Yontif, there's a Ramah in Taf Kuf Yudalid, where he says, he doesn't say it explicitly, but this is how many Achronim learned the Ramah, including the Sharetzion. Grama on Yontif is Mutter Lechadchila. So even though I said in Shin Lamed Dalid by Shabbos, it's only Mutter B'makom Hefzid, and I was arguing in the Mechaber, in the world of Yontif, we're Mekel totally when it comes to Grama. So comes along the Starke, and they have a brilliant chap. What? Any malacha, right? Even though the case is gram kibui, the birlacha in Shin Lamadalit says it's not limited to extinguishing. It's any malacha done through grama is mutter b'makom hefsud on Shabbos and mutter l'chadchila on Yontif. So comes along the star K, and they have a brilliant idea. Let's make an oven. Right? One issue with ovens nowadays is the fact that it turns off automatically after six or twelve hours. So to have an override, to have a Shabbos mode where the oven stays on at, at 350 for the entire Yantif, that itself is extremely helpful. And there's no problem with that. The, the added step of the star K is let's create a system where you could even adjust the flame. If it's on 250, or maybe overnight I want to keep it on 150, and then the next day I want to bring it up to 300. So you could press the button, but we're creating an elaborate system where nothing happens right away. Now what that means, nothing happens right away, is a little bit tricky, because obviously something is happening right now that's putting into motion, but for, for clarity or for simplicity's sake, let's just assume nothing happens right away. Only 20 or 30 seconds later, things start happening, and then the oven goes from 150 to 350. So, obviously, on Shabbos, you can't do that, according to the Ramah, it's not a Makam Hefzid, but on Yantif, that would be an amazing tool. There's no, the Grama's always Mutter, and this is Grama. So, obviously, it, it's a very deep and complex and, and, and delicate conversation. No, Chas B'Shalom. They would say, Shabbos, you can't do it, there's no Makam Hefzid. But on Yantif, relying on the Sharetzion's understanding of the Ramah, that Grama is Mutter L'Chadchila on Yantif, so what a, what a beautiful invention.
Now, would we embrace that wholeheartedly? What's the potential reason to say that might not be considered grama? That's my machshava. But, but we said even if my machshava is there, if it's grama, it's grama. Huh? Why is it usual? It's, it, it's taking 30 seconds, though. It's, it, it's a very abnormal way of doing it, no? That's the way it was created. That's the purpose. Oh, so, so I think this is the strongest argument. And, and, and there are tshuvas. Rabbi Heinemann himself, who's a, who's a Baki Atzum, has a tshuva on this. You know, Rabbi Miller has a tshuva arguing. There's a whole discussion. But, but I think the argument against the, the Chiddush of the Starkei is, if that's the way the thing is created, could you argue, like the Achiezer, and potentially even the Rush, could you argue, that's not considered grama. That's the way the thing works. It always works like this. So shkoyach, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute and a half, if this is the way the thing is created, perhaps that's not considered grumba. But the oven doesn't work that way when it's not in Shabbos mode. Oh. So you could argue, I think potentially the argument for the Starkey oven is really twofold. The first is, you could say, even if it always works through grumma, why did they make an oven in such a strange way? Let's say the way you, you create the oven is, it always works with the time delay. So we're saying, that's not called grama, that, that, that's its utilization. They would argue back, potentially. We're only doing this to avoid an Isr Malacha. The only time you could tell me the Achiezer is when we've invented the water mill, because Baruch Hashem, we're, we're advancing in our technology, this is a more efficient way of doing things, so now this is what we do. If this is what we do, because this is the derech, right? Shekein derech hatsayodim, that's the way of trappers, or this is the way of grinders, then you could say, you can't use grama. That's not abnormal. This is, this is the derech, that's your maisa. If the only reason we made this oven is to have a grama, and, and any other time throughout the week, it's a waste of, it's a waste of time. So maybe you could say, the Achiezer wouldn't apply. That's one potential, one potential rationale. I think it makes the cooking less efficient. It makes it less efficient, and it's probably annoying. You can't really see what's happening. There's no screen that's lighting up. It doesn't tell you where you are. You have to keep cheshbon or something. I don't know exactly how it works. You know, and then you have to wait a minute and a half for things to start working. So that, that's one potential rationale for the Starkei oven. A second rationale is what Yehuda was saying. It doesn't always work like that. Usually it's a regular oven. You, you put it into, into Groma mode before Yontif. So that could be another reason why the Achiezer doesn't apply. So those are reasons for it. The reason against it would be, but as long as that's the way this thing is made, it's not the same thing as the Gemara and Shabbos. The Gemara and Shabbos is talking about doing something in a very abnormal way. Or potentially you could say the same thing is true with you're washing your hands. You're washing your hands in the sink outside. It's not koach rishon. Right? The Gemara in Sanhedrin says that if you have someone standing right by the, by the dam, and you come and you break the dam, and the water comes and kills them, so you can't say, Grandma, it wasn't me, it wasn't my maisa. That's koach rishon. That was a direct result of what you did. That's your maisa. However, if the water starts flowing and it goes through a whole you know, uh, canal and eventually kills that person, then that would be grama. And the same thing is true on Shabbos. Water is flowing out of the sink, it goes on the cement, and eventually goes into the grass. That's grama. And that's the exact same thing as the Gemara on Shabbos. That's not the way you water the lawn. You don't put some water on the, on the asphalt for it to eventually go to the grass. 
the, the other issue with the Starkey oven, though, is, like we alluded to before, as soon as you press that button, obviously something is happening. Because that's putting in, into motion. So where's the grumma? That's where I think that the greatest chiddush of the Starkey comes in, where they were, they were suggesting that if you can't see anything happening right now, then it has no chalos, there's no real, there's no real status of something taking place. All, all that you know is you press the button, and then in 30 seconds, eventually the, the coil goes on. So that, that also clearly needs a lot of analysis. That is far from simple. But they would make a timer feature on the oven. So you could set a timer when you get higher colder. Would that be? So, so the truth is that, 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 that that's the general question of timers. We only have a few minutes left over here. Um, regarding the Star K oven, ask your local Orthodox rabbi. Regarding timers, the question is like this. If the, um, putting aside Ramosha's issue, right? Ramosha held that, that timers even before Shabbos was a problem because that should fall under the category of Amir Lakam. But even putting that aside, on Shabbos itself, adjusting a timer, is that considered my action? So if right now the light's off and I want it to go on, right now it's set to go on at, at 3 p.m., I want it to go on at 2 p.m. So I just adjust it. Can you argue that that's only a grumma? I'm not turning on the light itself. It'll eventually go on based on this action. Ramosha held no. Ramosha held that since as you put that little pin into the place or whatever the exact mechanism is, you're pressing it down, that's setting something in motion right away. That's considered your action. In halacha la maisa. Right, but as soon as you put that thing in, the timer is turning based on the clock. As soon as you put that thing in, now you're creating a situation where eventually that will go and turn on the light. So that's, that's considered partaking in that MISA. That is, that is a Right, so you could argue based on the Achiezer, but again, that might come into this issue. That's not the normal way of putting on a light, right? So, Lafira Moshe making it go off earlier or later, or go on earlier or later, everything is usher in Ramosha's world. The only thing that would be mutter according to Ramosha would be to keep it in status quo. So if the light's on, and eventually it's going to turn off because the little pin is here, for me to take out the pin, so it stays in that, in that present state, that would be mutter to do either way. Right, the only potential issue there is muktza. If you could avoid the muktza problem, that would not be considered your action. I'm keeping things at status quo. Rishlam Zalman had a different view, but um, not for now. Oh, so when it comes to a refrigerator, or even an oven, let's say you open an oven on Yantif, assuming the oven's on, and therefore the hot air comes out of the oven, and it's no longer exactly 350, so it'll turn on in a few seconds. Both similar shilas, opening the oven door, opening refrigerator door. Why is opening the oven door potentially more severe? Because that's a question of a deraisa. When, when that coil goes on, the Achiezer has in this tshuva and others that anything that becomes red hot is considered fire. Lighting a fire is, is yes. deraisa on Shabbos. Is it a deraisa on Yantif? So lighting a fire at Yantif, we Paskin, Rove Paskin say that lighting a fire at Yantif is molid ish. It's an isidurbanan. 
But either way, opening the oven or opening the fridge, the reason why that should be mutter, is it a grama? It's a grama. It's not happening right away. Is that the way you turn on the fire? No. It happens to be the coil will go on within a few seconds, or the motor will go on within a few seconds or a minute, because it has to keep its temperature. But that's not the way you turn it on. Now, furthermore, the reason why we're more makel when it comes to opening the oven door or the refrigerator door is because besides the grumma issue, you also have psikresha. Now, psikresha likely is psikresha de lo nichele, for sure, by the fridge. If it doesn't turn on right now and it waits another three minutes, I don't care. And by the oven, that's a longer discussion. Is that considered psikresha de nichele, lo nichele? Probably depends if I have food in the oven still that I want to keep warm. But the combination of psikresha and grama, that would make it mutter for sure on Yantif. What about like the water fountains? Some people don't use water fountains in So water fountains would be the exact same thing as a refrigerator, as long as you test it before Shabbos, that when you, you press the button, water comes out, nothing happens right away. It's just potentially a few seconds later, the motor goes on. So a hot water, to fill up a hot water urn, for example, on, on Yantif, obviously, Shabbos would be an Isidirais of Bishel. But on Yantif or Bishel's mutter, if you pour water into the urn, and again, you test it out beforehand, but usually what happens is it's a few seconds, and then eventually the coil turns on to heat up the water, that would be considered grama. And again, even though on Shabbos, even if it's a real grama, it's only mutter b'makam hafsid, on Yantif, grama's mutter l'chad chila, so opening the oven, pouring water into the urn, assuming there is a time delay, all those things would be mutter. On Shabbos, you could do the fridge, but not the oven? Shabbos, you could for sure do the fridge. If your oven is on in Shabbos, then everyone agrees, if you're opening up the door and you're taking out all the food, then it's for sure mutter. Because you have a grama and it's a psikresha de la nichole. Right? There's a time delay. And the fact that it's turning on, I'm not, I'm, I'm not machavin for it because I don't care about it. It's more of a discussion if the oven's on, I'm opening the door and I'm only taking out some of the food. So there, potentially, you could argue, then it's a psikresha de nichele, in which case uh, it might not be so poshid. But again, I would ask your local Orthodox rabbi for that one. Have a wonderful day.